Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. This week on the show, we have Sam Hayes, Ruckman of the Port Adelaide Football Club, a celebrated junior Ruckman. The promising Sam Hayes is yet to debut, but is highly rated in the Port Adelaide's uh, football department. I was lucky enough to do a bit of work with Sam in the off-season, and he's a ripping fella and, and very dedicated at his craft. So we're looking forward to, to see what this season holds for Sam. He's also recently signed a contract extension at the Port Adelaide Football Club, which will last until 2023, uh, which is just illustrating in the club's belief in his ability. Uh, he also put in a strong sample performances in 2019 after returning from a, a ACL knee injury, which he suffered at training, and was unfortunately limited to chances to shine without a second-year competition during the 2020 because of COVID. Uh, there was implications to the second-tier competition. He continues to add size. He's turned three centimetres tall and he's been focusing a fair bit on his running ability over the last year and a bit. And he's made some great gains in, the, in that space. Also involved with his own record label with his close mates, which you can check out on his Instagram handle. There's a link there to their albums. And before we start episode 36 with Sam, the Prepare Like a Pro podcast mission is to empower aspiring athletes and staff with practical knowledge from some of the industry's most inspiring individuals and to strengthen the AFL community. If you like the show, please show your support by following us on Instagram as well as subscribe uh, to our podcast either on Spotify, iTunes or YouTube. Bear with me guys, thanks for joining us. I will invite Sam now to, to this feed. If you've got a question for Sam, make sure to use the question button at the bottom of your screen. ...through a question and we'll do a Q&A at the end, later on in the segment. There he is. How you going, Big Phil? How you going, mate? What's happening? How are you? Yeah, not bad. Good, good. good there's mate. actually a bit of sunshine in Melbourne, so... We'll yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, well, there's, it's, there's a bit of sunshine here in Adelaide today, which is nice, so... Yeah, no, it's good. It's good to be here, mate. Yeah, good to have you on. Thanks for joining us. No worries, mate. And uh, we'll, we'll get cracking straight into it while people are logging on. Are your brother? Is that your brother that's joined? He might have just hopped on, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Another hazy. Yep. Young up-and-coming footballer. Awesome. Love it. Take us back to the beginning, mate. When did you, when did you start playing footy? And, and then maybe go on to when did you first recognise that you were going to take it on as a, as a career path? Yeah, I've been playing football for, since, I was a, since I was a kid. Played my local footy at Upway Tacoma Junior Footy Club and yeah had some had some good times there and then moved on and I went to Ferntree Gully moved leagues into the Eastern Football League which was really good lucky enough to win a couple of flags there and have some good success and meet some really good people which was awesome and then yeah yeah as as the years went on it just sort of uh, got more serious for me and uh, yeah I was able to I was able to to get in and play some footy for the Eastern Rangers as well um, played represented some state footy as well which was really good and uh, yeah yeah just the the journey as it, as it goes for anyone it's just you just you keep sort of like ladders you just keep get, getting up and making teams and I got to about sort of 16 17 and realized that I could really have a crack at it and was lucky get lucky enough to get picked up to a to a great club so yeah I couldn't be more happy Fantastic, mate. So you mentioned, yeah, climbing the ladder. Were there yep. any, like for the young footballers out there, were there any times where you had doubts about getting drafted or did you have a lot of confidence in your own ability that that was going to happen? Oh, just, I think to think about it as you, 
as you're going along. But when it gets to the, when it gets to the moment, you, you sort of can't stop thinking about it. But yeah, there's, I mean, it's, I think just to, to get drafted is, is, a, is, a, is a great achievement, but I was always confident in my, in my ability. Yeah. And had that, had that self-belief, which is what got me there. So yeah. And plenty of hard work as well. So. Fantastic, mate. And you, yeah, you mentioned Eastern Rangers and then some other development teams that you're involved. How helpful were they in developing your craft and, and were there some big influences early days, like whether it be coaches or uh, family members? Yeah. Who were who some people that sort of mentored you or was it all sort of self-taught? No, it was definitely a lot of people that helped along the way. Darren Buick, who used to play for Essendon, was uh, my Eastern Rangers coach at TAC level, which was, he was awesome for me for, for years there. Mark Fisher was there as well. Yeah, there was, there was a, there's been a lot of blokes that have, that have helped me along the way, not just coaches, but my teammates that I've been able to play with and spend time with as well. So yeah, no, it's, 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 it's been a good, it's been a good one. I've met a lot of good people along the way that have, that have helped me and I will continue to. So yeah, forever grateful for that. Fantastic. And we might get into later on some of the rehab injuries that you've had in your, in, during your career, but what about early days? Were there any setbacks at under 18 or under 16 levels where you had to go through rehab? No, I was pretty lucky. I was pretty fortunate. I didn't really have any injuries when I was when I was real young coming through, and until I, I might have had a few little ones, but nothing nothing major. And and then in that, yeah, in, I, was, I was pretty lucky. But in the first year at Port, obviously tore my ACL, which was the biggest one that I'd ever come across. So that was probably the hardest thing, hard biggest injury I've ever had. So yeah, I learned a lot from that. And what about other sports? Were you were you playing other sports while playing footy? Yep, I was playing a bunch. I was playing basketball, cricket. I played a bit of indoor soccer as well when I was younger. Dad was actually the coach, so that was it was pretty funny. But I, I did. I had a crack at everything pretty much. So I wasn't, I wasn't that good at cricket, but I could play basketball because I was tall. So yeah, but now nah, footy was just sort of the main one, in the end. And of those sports, did you do you think back and uh, look at those sports as as helping your athletic development or your tactical side of the game? Or is there any? Yeah. Definitely, I think. Yeah. I, th- I think. I think basketball was definitely the one. Yeah, just being, just being agile. Yeah, that I reckon that definitely helped helped me uh, with my development. I'd play basketball every Saturday, and then play footy on a Sunday. So, yeah, right. it, coming up for juniors. So, I I definitely say that played a part in in developing developing my footy for sure. And what age did you have to call quits on on basketball? I reckon I was about maybe fifteen. Okay. Yep. So yeah, I was just playing local, local basketball. Nothing, nothing major. And then yeah, I, I just had to had to give that up. I gave up cricket a little bit earlier as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that was purely to because you're starting to focus more seriously on football. Yeah, yeah. Just just focus just focus on footy and because it was so it was so hectic coming through when you're 15, 16, 17. It's hard to make time for other sports. So and I knew that footy was my favourite to play. So I just wanted to keep keep going on with that. And is that when you started taking football more seriously with the goal of, of getting drafted? Yeah, definitely. I had the realisation, as I said before, when I was probably about 16, 15, 16. And then from there, you just you, you can see it in the future. And if you put the hard work together, then it, it can eventually happen. And that's what happened for me. So, yeah. Fantastic. And did, did you notice a shift in the, in the enjoyment level when you started taking it more seriously? Or were, did everything stay the same once you set that? long-term goal of, of getting drafted 
Yeah, I guess it sort of stays the same. But it's when you first play, like when you're real young, uh, when I was real young, it was uh, awesome just, just to run around with your mates. But then as it starts to get um, serious and you're playing in really important games and things like that, to get you on your way, you, you still enjoy it, you still have fun, but it's just that element of taking it as serious as you can and preparing as, as well as you can. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it does change, I'd, I'd say, for sure. And what about work outside of playing the game? When did you start doing things like weight training and, and other things to complement your game, whether it be lifestyle changes and those sort of things? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't have started lifting weights till I was maybe 14, I reckon. And that was nothing. When I first started doing that, that was nothing, that was nothing uh, outrageous. But yeah, definitely when you get you hit 16 years old, that's when they you start having protein shakes and things like that, and you start lifting weights and you start getting into it. But regarding the lifestyle, I didn't really change anything. I always loved hanging out with my mates and and family. And there's times where you can't, you got to sacrifice and things like that. And there was definitely a lot of times that it was like that for me. But I guess that's just what you got to do. Hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. And. With with off season pre season, when would you say you started having an off season pre season? Was that something that happened when you're when you're at the professional level, or or did you start focusing on making most of your off season and pre season to to top up your abilities as well at at underage levels? Yeah, I think once you once I got when I, once I got drafted, that's when you realise how the, how it works, like off season and the pre season. But I think previously. Yeah, you just sort of you just sort of train in the off season, but it, it it's it's more it's more real when you sort of you get drafted and it's that um, eight weeks of off season. I just I'd say there's probably not as much structure maybe with your off season and, and your pre season locally or at TA so level. It might be a little bit different, but it's I feel as though it's really structured at AFL level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you mentioned the the knee injury uh, at that point. That was the most significant injury that you'd had. Take us through the the rehab process for those that weren't aware of of what goes through an ACL rehabilitation. What, what's the how long does it take? And and yeah, take us through the phases that you went through there. Yep. So I reckon. I mean, it's different for everyone. You hear about people when they tear the ACL, they can come back in like three months, four months. But I was a bit longer than that. I was over twelve months. So yeah, I tore my ACL at training. I think it was on a Tuesday morning and then had surgery two days later. And then for the first sort of couple of weeks, you, or maybe, yeah, two, three weeks, you're not, you can't do much at all. It's just sort of lying in bed and you can't really move or do anything. You're in a fair bit of pain and then sort of get on crutches and you start sort of hobbling around. And then maybe a month has gone by and you can start to like sort of bear some weight on the ground and sort of start walking. And then, yeah, I spent a bit of time away from the club with that in the, in the, in the initial part of my rehab, because there's not much you can do, as I said. And then, yeah, you start getting into, into weights in the gym. And then when you, it's all, it's all, it's all about like getting in the gym and getting strong. And then once you, once you're strong enough and the, the rehab guys are confident in you to get out on the track, you start running. Yep. So I start, I started running and I, I was like, putting all my weight on on this other leg and I was favoring this knee the one I the one I tore so that was like that was a bit of a red flag I think so I went back in the gym probably realized I wasn't ready to run and then yeah you just I was just doing more weights in the gym and got stronger and then yeah you just build your way up but yeah it's it's a lengthy process and it 
it was 12 months. I had a few hiccups within the rehab. I think I had something wrong with my foot, like just a uh, hot spot on my foot. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a long one, but it was definitely worth it to, to learn a lot from it. Yeah. And it was uh, was good to finally get back when I played that first game back. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of really good things to, to delve into that, particularly for the young players, maybe someone that's injured. You yep. mentioned some setbacks and some hiccups along the way. So even at the professional level, we've, we've got everything done at such a high standard. It's not yep. like a rehab goes just linear straight back to playing, does it? There's, there's, some, no. there's setbacks. Yep. How did you reset mentally and, and stay focused on um, what you needed to do when you did have those setbacks? Yeah, I, I guess you've just got to take it one day at a time and, and don't try not to look too far ahead. The, you're itching to get back and you it's hard when you're watching everyone train and you have some of those dark days in rehab where you just by yourself or whatever but I just think with those hiccups I just sort of tried to take it on as, as good as I could worked out what the injury was and did what I had to do if it was I think I was six weeks off off legs in between that at some point and it's it was tough but you just had to I had to do what I had to do to get back so yeah I guess and I, I was actually pretty, I was fortunate. I was living, I was living with a really good host family at the time who, and his family were great for me in that time. So that was awesome. Them getting around me, that made, definitely made it a lot easier. Awesome, man. And you mentioned some learnings along the way. What were some things that you, that you learned during that, yeah, during the challenge of, of rehab, rehab, like you said, you're, you're away from the group at, at a lot of it, spending a lot of time in the gym. So you, you, yeah, you pulled away from what you love doing, which is playing with yeah. your mates. Yep. Yeah, what did you learn? What were some of the things? Yeah, well, you sp- I spent so much time by myself in the gym. I guess I just learned a bit about me, I guess, and what I what I like, what makes me tick, and how important I think, how important family is and mates are as well. Sometimes you, when you're training a lot and, and playing footy, you can tend to forget about that, but that sort of feels as though rehab sort of drew me back and made me realize what I'm grateful for in life and what I have and things like that. So that was probably one of the bigger learnings. And then just the other one would be just more about how you, what your body, how your body sort of reacts and you learn a bit about yourself and yeah, the way it works. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic, mate. That's, that's great information and and a great story for, for young players to hear, hear about. So yeah. So reconnected to your values, how important family and friends are to you at that stage where you, were you currently doing the record label with your mates or is that something that started later on in your career or with No, I was doing that I've been doing that for the last four years, I reckon, five years. And that was always a it was always a passion and where we grew up in our area there were, there was all, all the uh, older boys were making music and things like that. So I guess we just looked at that and just thought, Oh well why don't why don't we have a go at it? And yeah, probably been doing it since I was fourteen or fifteen. So that's definitely the oh. the hobby that I love outside of football. Yeah, fantastic. Take us through a bit of an intro of what you guys do. What's the label about and what's the type of music and, and what do you do with it? Yeah, what's so Fuckworth Records, that's the that's the label. It's just a little home label. It's just a, just a bunch of uh, all my close mates that I grew up with and it's hip-hop music, sort of, yeah, sort of our own. I wouldn't really call it sort of 90s, sort of our own sort of style, but I make the... I make the beats, I produce the, the music to it, and then I'll send off send off all the, the, the beats to my friends and they'll write some lyrics over the top of it. We've got like sort of like little home studio setups at, at home. So speakers, nice microphone, 
records. We've got all that. And yeah, so that's definitely the, a passion of mine. And yeah, we've done some live shows, which has been fun as well. So oh, yeah. I'll, I'll continue to do that because I absolutely love it. Yeah, fantastic. How, how important is it for footballers to have an outlet that's outside of footy? Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, a lot of the boys at Port study and have something to keep themselves occupied because it would drive you mad if you were just footy, 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 24-7. That's not a bad thing, but I think to really important about balance in life and just doing something outside of footy, I think that's super important. So, yeah, for anyone anyone that's asking about that, I'd just say the balance is just that's what you've got to – You've got to keep keep an eye on not just driving into one thing. You've got a good balance, family, work, and yeah, just all that that stuff. Fantastic. And so that's something that you can because you, you've got the gear at home. You can just tap into that on a nightly basis or every couple of days at home. And yep, um, yeah, de- create some beats. Definitely there. The speakers there. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't have much of a setup here in Adelaide. I've just got my KRK monitors, but the boys got some bigger, bigger and better setup back home. Fantastic. And so you guys, so you'll send the beats, then they'll create the lyrics to it. Yep. And how yep. long does it, once you've made the beats and they've created the lyrics, how long does it take to for the audio to be live and for people to be able to buy it? Well, we do, we've released some albums, like full-length albums. There's one that we just released, one big album. I think it's got maybe 16 songs on it. It takes a fair while, I'd say, and it's it's there's no real there's no real structure. We just I'll just make the music, and in time they'll they'll uh, put song put lyrics some lyrics on it, and then we'll get in the studio and record it. Then it has to be mixed and mastered by engineers that are our. Oh, we actually do it ourselves now. Earlier we we gave it to people to mix and master, but now we sort of just do it ourselves. And then it gets it takes takes some time, and then it gets uploaded to to streaming services, which can take. I think 40, 48 hours. You've got to pay a subscription to to get it um, up and running. But yeah, we're all we're everywhere: Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Title, every everywhere. So it's it's a fun it's a fun thing. It's a fun it's an interesting thing, and yeah, I'll continue to love it. Awesome, mate! Oh, Fuckworth Records, check them out, guys. <laughs> for those listening, that's it. I will make sure that the YouTube audio to this will be no kids friendly for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have to do that. I love it. Yeah. The, the the live you mentioned live shows so is that taking an impact with with COVID or are you yeah been out, when was your most recent okay yeah we yeah well it definitely was like we we haven't done a show at all this year last year maybe maybe at the start of the year we might have done a few local shows but yeah it's definitely taken a hit we haven't been able to to do much so yeah it's been pretty crappy but not just for us but for everyone absolutely and, yeah. and for those that weren't aware of how, what the challenges were like for 2020. I know it mm. was it was pretty hard, challenging year for, for all footballers. Yeah. How did you how did you cope with last year? Obviously, you're coming back off an, an injury as well, so it's a couple really been two challenging years. And it yep. seems like you, since I've met met you anyway, you're more motivated than than ever for both what you were telling me in, in terms of your drive. So, yep. take us through yeah the last couple of years we talked about early days, but where you're at now, yep. um, and what, what you what you're excited about for for this year. Yep. So last year was obviously a real tough year with COVID and we couldn't, there was no football. There was AFL, but there was no uh, reserves footy. So for the boys that weren't getting picked to play AFL, we had, we had nothing really. We were just playing scratch matches every uh, fourth or fifth week. I think we played Adelaide like four times. (laughs) So it was, it was just all we did really was train. And yeah, we were, I had to do a two week lockdown coming back from, 
Melbourne to Adelaide at one stage. So that was that was tough. But I was actually reasonably lucky because Adelaide wasn't too bad with COVID compared to Melbourne. But it was just crappy because of the we were in the footy bubble. We couldn't we couldn't do anything, even though all the restaurants and everything was open here. You couldn't we couldn't really go and go out. Yeah. Um, so that was that was tough. So last year was hard in that sense. And then this year, yeah, we've had a really good I've had a really good preseason and did the work with you in the off season. I f- feel as though that's yeah, I've come I've come a fair way with that. Finding coping through training a lot better. We've we're getting close to the season. We've got a, a couple more practice matches and then yeah, obviously round one next week. And then the SANFL starts in a couple of weeks. So yeah, I'm looking forward to a massive year and Hopefully I can make my mark and yeah, get, get into the side at some stage. That's definitely my, uh, a goal of mine. Fantastic, mate. No doubt you will. Um, yep. yeah, I'll, be, I'll be looking forward to watch that game. Well, thanks for jumping on, mate. Thanks for sharing your stories. Massively valuable. Looks like a couple of questions have, have come through. So I'll, I'll quickly reel those off and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. This one's from The Only Rusty. What do you like to eat the day before a game? The, so yep. the morning they've put in all oh, the morning okay the day before the day. or the morning what do you like to eat day before morning of a game i guess both okay what's your, well, what's your routine day before and then yeah morning of routine is there's this restaurant called marcelina's which is like a pizza and pasta joint in adelaide and i've gone there every game i've played and i just get spaghetti bolognese that's my go-to some garlic bread and then in the morning i, I don't eat too much i might just have some wheat bix or something and some fruit and then I'm off, and uh, yeah, I try to stay as light as I can on the day of the game. Okay, yeah. And then someone else has written, I've done my ACL as well, but it was three months ago. How important is strength training for your knees? I'd, I'd say that's the most important thing, building that, that strength base so you can so you can land really strong and, and not have your, your knees buckle in. <laughs> that's sort of what happened to me when I did it. But I'd say strength is like, the most important part, balance and, and having strong hips and glutes, as you would know, and quads to look after look after your knees and, and make sure that you're nice and solid and you can change a direction and jump and land and twist and turn and all that sort of stuff. I think strength is the is the the base the base towards it and then everything comes off that, I feel. But I'm no strength coach, but I just think that's pro- from what I've learned, that's probably the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, yep, fantastic. Well said, mate. And, and then Samuel Ross has written in any routines that you do the day before a game. So you mentioned Marcelo's spaghetti bolognese. Is there other things that you do to get yourself mentally, physically ready? Oh, I just love listening to my, my music, really. Get the headphones on and, yeah, just listen to my playlist. And there's nothing, there's nothing I do that isn't sort of no routine, really. I just sort of keep it simple and eat light in the morning and then just listen to music and get myself in the zone and make sure I've spoken to my coaches and know my role and, and then I'm ready to, ready to go. Fantastic. Oh, well, look out, guys, for Sam Hayes next this, this year, 2021, for this upcoming season. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what you do, mate. I think there's thanks, big mate. things ahead. So thanks for jumping on again and, yeah, we'll chat soon. Awesome, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, hopefully I'll see you soon, mate. Awesome, Sam. Enjoy, mate. All the best. Catch up. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Make sure, if you enjoyed this episode, to join over 1,000 footballers by subscribing to our website, preparelikeapro.com. You can see the link on my Instagram handle where you'll receive a free strength and conditioning program and a couple of high-performance presentations made by myself 
when you subscribe to our community. And if you want to work with one of our coaches who are all AFL experienced, whether you want to work with us one-on-one if you're in Melbourne or if you want an online training program, make sure to send an email to support at preparelikeapro.com or direct message us on Instagram and we can organise a free consultation. Thanks for listening. Cheers.